Welcome to the ESFFL podcast. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Welcome back to another episode of ESFFL, the podcast. I am your host and commissioner, Zach. And I'm your co-host and co-commissioner, Owen. Owen, you getting a little nice stretch in there before the show or what? Got a stretch. You know, I I, got to get ready for this one. This is a podcast I've been waiting for all week. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, Um, Huge week. Uh, So we had just obviously great matchups in week 10. Um, Bigger matchups coming in week 11. Huge trade bonanza going on. So we've got a lot to get into, and uh, I say we just get right into it. Uh, Let's start off with the news. Weekly updates from around the ESFFL. Owen, a little bit of updates for you. Um, The first thing, and probably the most important thing, the Raiders' entire defense is not practicing. Yeah, it's getting bad over there. Uh, Yesterday I heard the news, Raiders just pretty much... Stopped all all practices. Apparently, all the defense are in a uh, contact tracing protocol right now because of somebody potentially maybe got COVID. So, but uh, I mean, they can all they can all play if um, if they clear and get that negative test before Sunday. Right. I think they play the Sunday night game, so it's looking like they'll be playing this week. But man, the Raiders have gotten the the tough end of the coronavirus protocols this entire season. It seems like yeah, between all the fines and and discipline actions against them, and I think it all starts with the way Gruden started wearing his mask out there week week <laughs> one. I think that kind of was like a half ass performance of you know. We, we, it takes all of us, you know. <laughs> so, it takes all of us except John Gruden. Yeah, so I don't know. Hey, maybe he's the one that gave everybody the Rona. Wow. Damn. Hey, plot dropping twist. bombs already. Um, another update from around the league. The Rams had a, pot of te- pot, uh, had a positive test. Did they really? They did. Whoa. We don't know who it is. Um, rumor has it, just through the Twitter sphere, that it's the backup quarterback. So don't know if that affects Jared Uh-oh. Goff. Probably not, though, I would say. Um, if they caught that early, if that's really who it was, then he's obviously not been in the room. Um, can't really have your quarterback going out with Corona, especially in a huge matchup with the Bucks this week. But overall, I mean, not too worried about it. The Rams are practicing. As of today, they're going through walkthroughs again. So it looks like we'll be safe to play on Monday night. Um, but something to keep an eye on if you've got some Rams players. But I, like I said, don't think it should be an issue. Yeah, it's been a while since we had to deal with COVID on a fantasy level, but I mean, it seems like it's coming back in a bad way. So, do you keep feel a like do you feel like maybe the league has? Because um, I know in the start of the season, like they were really cracking down, like okay, these games are postponed, these games are pushed back a couple of days. Like now, it seems like they're just like, eh, they're just gonna play. Like as long as they're not in the room, they're gonna play. Yeah, it seems like they they definitely figured out a better process throughout this time which which is good i'm glad because man imagine if they were still canceling games like they did with the the steelers titans and everything yeah. like that so i'm glad it's this way but i've heard like if it it could very well get as bad as it has been in the past um and if that's the case they might extend playoffs to be uh to add a couple more teams to make up for all like some missed games that would be interesting yeah hopefully it doesn't come to that though um, so in the waivers this week, we're not going to talk about any of them. There's, there was a couple pickups, nothing that was too groundbreaking. Um, and we want to save the time that we spend on waivers for the trades that went through this week. So like I mentioned, top of the show, uh, huge trade explosion, which we kind of expected seeing as the trade deadline is coming up very rapidly. As we all know, it is going to be on Monday night is the final day that you can trade players. And we saw a explode 
an explosion of trades uh, at the start of this week, coming into up until this morning, Owen. So the yeah. first trade that we're going to get into here is a small one. It's Christian and Josh. Just a little trade here. Josh <laughs> acquiring five fab for Christian to acquire Johnny Smith. Uh, this one we'll kind of get into with the next trade as well. But Johnny Smith has been a pretty good tight end. Um, tight end is an absolute wasteland this season. If you don't yeah. have Travis Kelsey, like there's not even a normal like top two, top three. Um, I think Darren Waller's too, just by proxy of him having like really good weeks up in the top of the season. So I think I don't even know the numbers, but I'm I'm sure the tight ends like if if you're looking at tight end eight and tight end three, it's probably separated by like five points. Yeah, there's not a huge separation except for, like you said. Uh, that first place, Travis Kelsey. Like, if you have Travis Kelsey, Tavo, man, could you imagine going back to the start of the season? Could you imagine if Tavo traded for Leonard Fournette? Oh, I would have been so happy. And Tavo would be really bad. Yeah, I mean, I would have definitely won some games. Uh, but uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next trade that we're going to get into here is the big one. Uh, we oh got Diego trading with Christian. And in this one, Diego acquired Mike Evans. John New Smith, Juju Smith Schuster, and Kalen Balaj. Christian acquired Darren Waller and James Robinson. So, Owen, uh, what do you think about this trade? Give me a rundown. Well, I mean, first of all, I just I don't understand how Swoosh right now is trying to explain how he's at a disadvantage with this trade. Like, it just, I, I, I could see that you, that's, it makes sense to you. That's that old silver tongue <laughs> that fucking Tavo said. Bro. Swoosh does have a silver tongue. He could, I could see he it. could twist anything. I have a feeling that he was twisting these words with Diego a little bit. Um, Christian trying to convince himself he lost the trade somehow. I don't know why, but. To me, it's obvious that he got he got the number two tight end and the number four running back, which is very valuable. Right. Um, both of those guys were guys that I think everybody was trying to trade for Diego with at some point. Uh, no, Christian was. gave up Mike Evans, who he has he has Antonio Brown, so that one it's kind of a wash. Like he's got right. rid of he needed to get rid of it's one of those guys. It had to be done. Uh, he upgraded Johnu Smith, and then he gave Diego a one-week rental in Kalen Balaj, which this part for me, like the other guys are all pretty fair. But for Diego to get Kalen Balaj for James Robinson, essentially, is uh, it's a disaster. Yeah, like, even if it was Mike Evans, Johnu Smith, like all these guys, for just James Robinson, I would have still said this is not a fair trade. And I'm, you throw Darren Waller on top of that fire, I just, Diego. What are you doing? Dude, I don't Kalen Balaj is literally a one week rental. Yeah. For the starter that Christian has in Miles Gaskin. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna come back probably next week and Kalen Balaj is going to be irrelevant because he's not good. Yeah. Um we've seen it over the course of like four seasons. He's just not he's not very talented mm-hmm. like as an overall fantasy football option. Yeah. Um James Robinson been consistent all year long. He's got a couple tough matchups which I guess plays in Diego's favor in that aspect. Didn't have to play James Robinson, but he's going to have to play Balaj. And that's just not, it's not what, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just hope Diego understands that he he got, like, he just got all of uh, Christian's trimmings. Like, he got uh, Mike Evans, which he needed to get rid of anyway, and he got rid of Kalen Balaj, who he needed to get rid of because he has Austin Eckler as well. And then John Smith, who he picked up for and five. And he's got McCaffrey five. coming back, too. So now Christian's running backs are James Robinson, McCaffrey, and Eckler. These guys were probably, honestly, going to end up going off to the waiver. 
You know, like these guys are going to be cast off since the waiver because he doesn't have the room because he has the backups. This is not the backups, but the front, the the, the main backs, the main players in front of these guys. Yeah. So he just dumped off a whole bunch of guys for like a top five running back and a, the next best thing to Travis Kelsey. So to me, it's questionable. But Christian, you can, can you can try to convince us all you want that you for some reason lost this trade. Oh, but in crazy. my opinion, you won it. Regardless of giving up four guys, I think you got two players that you're going to be able to plug into your lineup week in and week out and not worry about it. Like those guys that you traded away, they're question marks. You plug them in, you're like, ah, are they going to do good? Are they not? I think James Robinson, even with two tough matchups, the volume is there for him. Um, and when I'm looking at fantasy options, volume is key. Mm-hmm. So interesting trade. But Another one we got here, Owen, uh, between you and Jared, and I'll kind of let you run this one down and tell us who got what and what got who. Well, I mean, just from this morning, just hearing the reactions, it seems like I got kind of fucked on this one, but I I, I honestly <laughs> liked it. I, I like the fact that I'm getting Naheem Hines, who to me, so let me run down the trade here. It's uh, Naheem Hines at 20 fab and Ryan Suckup, the kicker for the Buccaneers, going to Jared in exchange for Justin Tucker and Calvin Ridley. And you hear Calvin Ridley, you hear Naheem Hines, and you're like, that doesn't equal out. But for me, Calvin Ridley, I mean, I've, I've dealt with his injuries all season. And to me, it's like, I just don't see him coming back to that form that he was when he was a baller. And to me, Naheem Hines is a baller. Like, the way he just destroyed Tennessee's defense ahead of the schedule ahead of him. Like, I think this guy is going to be the, the up-and-comer, the, 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 the rest of the season jewel. One of the questionable parts of this trade for me is why the fuck jared still rosters two kickers yeah yeah i don't know (laughs) like why do you need two kickers jared are you really picking between each of them every week or i i just don't get that personally but gave you 20 fab gave you naheem hines who for the record i do not believe in i would like to state that uh right here owen on this podcast i don't think he's gonna be your savior that you think he is um He's he's gonna be the third back no matter what behind Chubb and and Miles Sanders, but I just like him as a flex. Like that to me is an ultimate flex start right there. And you got twenty fab, which you desperately needed because yeah. you could have had some pickups <laughs> this week uh, on the waivers if you did have a little bit more fab. So yeah. could work out for you, but I I don't know, man. I think Calvin Ridley he's gonna come back and I think he's gonna pop right back into that nice role there with the, that he has with the Falcons. Um, I see him probably being pretty consistent still like he could get you the points that Heinz gets on a on an average week you know I like it but I, I think I have some up-and-comers on a roster who I like a little bit more and uh I mean we can go into that a little bit later in our matchups but uh I just want to say right now like the trade the trades are are, are hostile right now like the the trade rooms right now the war rooms are just volatile <laughs> Dude, there's been so much that it, <laughs> I, I looked at my i had my phone on the charger the other night yeah. and i came back to it, it had like 72 notifications <laughs> and i was like oh my god well, i went back and read everything off. people yeah. are popping off right now and i love it like this is it's it's, it's been the passion a, it's stressful We're, i mean people are basically preparing for war right now like just get through the rest of the season hopefully healthy without covid drops and all this shit and with the whole league so competitive right now, it's totally understandable that like everyone's like, "No, fuck you on this trip." And, <laughs> and when I, I said to Diego, I was like, "Diego's team is like not deep. Everyone sees that." And he's like, yeah. "Fuck off!" <laughs> yeah, like people are, people are like taking this shit to heart. And it, man, but I, t- I took all of like I said this morning in that Jordan meme. I took all this personally because I feel yeah. like it's starting to get that way. I feel like all of these teams are trying to stack themselves against me. Yeah, like I don't know if that's just me. Feeling like I'm the center of the league because I'm the number one seed, but like I feel like as 
the number one seed, like people are chasing me and they're trying to set up their teams to be competitive with my income playoffs. So I don't know, man. I I was kind of mad because no one wants to trade me anything this season. <laughs> I've done one trade and it wow. was with Jared for Fab. Like I gave yeah. him Hawkinson for twenty Fab. Yeah, nobody wants to deal with the devil. It's hard. Like when you're at the first spot, like it's hard to get anything done without. I feel like a target. A loss. Yeah, yeah. Because who wants to make the, the the best team better? I do. Well, <laughs> then trade with yourself. I can't. Um, so yeah, that's it for all the trades. That's it for all the news. Um, like I said, we're skipping over waivers. Wanted to talk about all those trades a little bit. Uh, final update on the trade deadline. It is Monday, so make sure you get your trades in. Make sure you send me some good offers. Um, I don't want uh, any terrible ones that I've been receiving, but I don't know, man. Good luck. Yeah, got till about, uh, let's say, 9 o'clock Pacific Daylight Time Monday, so good luck. Yeah, I guess so. About 8.35, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for all the news. Owen, let's get right into uh, the Week 10 Recap. Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? Owen, a whole lot happened. God, I don't... It seems like every time I get to this, I'm just in despair. <laughs> the past month, it seems like... Kind of feels that way, doesn't it? This hasn't been my segment. Uh, so the first first recap we're going to get into here is Team Murray up in weight, Jared at 5-4, and four versus myself, the California Golden Yetis, coming to this one at 7-2. and two. And Owen, oh, this one... It was pretty close up until um, some magic happened. Up until some magic happened, and Owen, oh, you were we were watching these games together, and I was oh, not God. I was not happy. Uh, you no, you were. Depressed. I had about given up. Yeah, I was like, man, like it's over. Like Kyler's going off. <laughs> like open. I got no points out of Deshaun this week. But then the miracle of Week Ten happened for me. Um, the miracle of the season, man. Like that yeah. Buffalo Cardinals game was incredible. Um, I had two running backs and or two wide receivers in that one, Hopkins and Diggs, my two of my top players. Uh, but starting at the top here, we had Deshaun Watson get 14 uh, to Kyler's 31. So Kyler balled out again. We all expected it. Kyler's the number one quarterback, and it's not even close at this point. Uh, in the running back spot, Kamara and Gio. Kamara had 32 points. Gio only seven. Uh, Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs combined for 43. So Josh Jacobs put up 31, had a monster week, but Kamara getting those three touchdowns um i mean this dude's been a baller for me all year long and i expected nothing less even on a down week in terms of yards he only had 98 so uh just one of those weeks man but three touchdowns carries it um in the wide receiver spot this is where i far outpaced jared uh he had robert woods and chris godwin combined for just 18 points 12 for godwin six for woods i had 24 for hopkins and 20 for Diggs. And a lot of those points came on those last two touchdowns. So Diggs catching a touchdown with about half a minute to go in the fourth quarter. Man. And then, obviously, um, Hopkins catching that Hail Mary, Hail Murray, might I add. Oh, oh wow. I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> pick up on that one. That's, a, that's a- Hail Murray. Um, Hopkins <laughs> catching that bomb in triple coverage to go, to go ahead against Buffalo to get that win. Um, both those guys... Just monster weeks, 10 catches for Diggs, 7 catches for Hopkins. They were locked in as the two top receivers, in my opinion, in the league uh, for fantasy purposes, but overall good weeks for them. This is a, this one right here, though, Owen, it was crucial to our matchup. So we had Hawkinson and Andrews. Hawkinson, who I traded. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I, I don't want to say injuries are good because obviously the, that's bad for everybody in, in real football. But in terms of fantasy football – 
it really worked out in my favor this week for that injury to uh, Nick Boyle. Nick Boyle? Nate Boyle? Yeah, yeah Nick Boyle. that was devastating. And this has been kind of the issue with Mark Andrews all year is that he's been playing like 50% snap count because Nick Boyle is actually good. Very he catches nice. touchdowns and he blocks really well. Uh, Mark Andrews has been like on and off the field. But with Nick Boyle having that ACL injury, um, or MCL, one of the two, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's yeah. taking him out for the rest of the season. And we saw an immediate increase in Mark Andrews' snap count. He, with only three quarters of the game missing uh, Boyle, he had jumped up to a 76% snap count, his second highest of the season, and had his season high in catches. So it actually worked out very well for my team going forward that now Mark Andrews is going to be thrust into a position where he's going to be playing virtually all the tight end snaps yeah mark andrews coming back is a big sigh of relief for your team i would say yeah i took him off the trade block because i needed to trade him all year long like i wanted to upgrade my tight end position mm-hmm. um fortunately now i don't think i have to so we'll see how that works the rest of the season um in the flex spot here we had cooper cup and kareem hunt hunt got 18 cup seven versus Edmonds and kirk who only combined for 15 so Overall, kind of a down week for Jared. Scored 126, uh, mostly on the back of Murray and Jacobs getting nearly half of his points for this week. But uh, I'm going to move into 8-2 and two with another victory here. 146 to 126 uh, keeps me atop the standings and feeling good about my team going forward. Yeah, it's an incredible win. I, I cannot stress how night and day that that Cardinals game was for you, that Cardinals-Bills game. And I think we mentioned last week how important that that matchup was going to be, but I did not expect it to be Hail Mary, DeAndre Hopkins, game it, like for you and for them. Yeah. It was incredible to watch. Like this this whole week, last week was just incredible. And uh, Jared wanted me to specifically mention how important uh, Kamara and Diggs were, I think. Because he said the Hopkins touchdown didn't really affect it too much because he has Murray, obviously, but having Diggs and Kamara uh, both do really, really well. Definitely gave me the edge this week. Yeah, Kamara's a beast, man. I I can't believe how well he's doing. Uh, the next matchup that we're gonna get into here, Owen, the U Fork Money Bags, Christian at five and four versus the Wuhan Tiger Kings, uh, Diego at two and seven. So in this one, Owen, it's looking like not what I expected, not what either of us expected. We both picked Diego to win this matchup. Um, Christian came out on top though, one twenty nine to one oh four. Had a good quarterback matchup here, just a spread of two points, so pretty close. Um, for the running backs, Jared or Christian started. Uh, man, which Dave, which Johnson is this? this? Duke Johnson. Yeah, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. D Jamin two, uh, and J D McKissick combined for twenty one points. Uh, for Diego's team here, we got James Robinson and Philip Lindsay combined for seventeen. Um, James Robinson getting sixteen. So tough week for Philip Lindsay. Four carries, two yards, and uh, no catches. So really not what you needed out of Philip Lindsay, which is unfortunate because I believe Philip Lindsay's actually a good running back. Yeah, I mean, even with uh, Melvin Gordon going down early in that game, he still couldn't get it done, it seemed like. So it's tough. I know Denver it has been suffering through a lot of injuries. They have. Um, and also just by proxy of being not good, like it's <laughs> yeah. going to be tough for running backs to get it going. Yeah. Uh, in the wide receiver spot, Christian started the uh, Tampa Bay stack of Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. They combined for 27 points, just about. Um pretty good out of both of them you got seven catches for antonio brown six catches for mike evans you got the touchdown there in the wide receiver spot for diego though we got tyler lockett and jerry judy they combined for 17 so just didn't get touchdowns neither of them unfortunately which 
Uh, for Jerry Judy, you kind of expect Tyler Lockett. You're you're needing touchdowns for him. Um, last year, I'm pretty sure he led the league in receiving touchdowns or around there. He was just baller. So he's one of those guys that if he's not getting touchdowns, he's going to be kind of middle of the road. Um, especially playing the Rams. The Rams defense is good, and we all kind of expected that matchup to be pretty low scoring as most divisional matchups are. Um, in the tight end spot, we got Darren Waller versus Ebron. Pretty close there. In the flexes, 18 for Thielen uh, and 8 for Patrick and 7 for Chark, 18 for Juju. And this one, though, Owen, so looking at the point spread here, 20, 25 points. Um, 13 of those came from the defense there. So Jer- or Christian's defense scored 16. Diego's only 3 points. Ouch. Um, Really just didn't help overall, but it looks like Diego's loss came down to Philip Lindsay and his defense, but to, to kind me, of close. Yeah, to me, this one comes down to that. I know this is the big uh, Denver trio that he wanted to start, and the, I mean, between them, seventeen points between the uh, you know Philip Lindsay uh, and, and the two receivers there, and for Denver, that's just not going to cut it. So he started three, three Denver. Oh yeah, my. this yeah. was the Sunday start that he decided to go with, and. I mean, I, I totally get it. You want to, I mean, going against the, the the Raiders, going against Swoosh, you want, you know, play your guys. Yeah, but he had didn't... Zeke on a bye, Cooper on a bye, so he didn't really have any options to plug in there. Unfortunately, it's going to come down to another loss for Diego. Two and eight on the season. Christian moving up to uh, six and four. So good on you, Christian. Putting together a little streak here. Yeah, put, um, put that 10-inch, 10-inch. Uh, 10-inch uh, uh, what, Owen? 10-inch. <laughs> what? <laughs> Christian, Sorry. I'm proud of you for having something that's 10 inches. I was just the 10 inch nail in the coffin. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Figure out uh-huh. the word nail. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next matchup up because he's done. Like, yeah, he's yeah, done. Owen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> next matchup up, we got the Calabasas kids, Tavo at five and four versus the Sanger Slide Dogs, Josh also at five and four. In this matchup, uh, we knew it was going to be close, and it was close. This was the closest matchup of the week. Um, came down to, I think, Monday night, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so in the quarterback spot here, two very good options. 30 for Allen, 29 for Rodgers. In the running back spot, Ronald Jones with 29, Gallman with 20. Gallman's been good. This kind of shocked me that Gallman has been consistently good for Josh, but it's worked out for him. Uh, Tavo got it. 15 out of Henry. Uh, only four points for Josh getting out of DJ Dallas there. Not, not a good week for him. Uh, in the wide receiver spot, we got 19 for Jefferson, 4 for Parker for Tavo. And on Josh's side there, we got T. Higgins get 20. And Allen Robinson just 7 points against the Vikings. Um, the Bears are just not good. Yeah, it's tough for them. In the tight end spot, both of their tight ends sucked. We got one catch out of both of them. <laughs> that's, that's, Between Austin Hooper and Jimmy Graham. Yeah, not good. Goose egg for your old Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Grandpa. In the in the in the flexes here, we got seven for Boyd, seven for Davis, ten for Brown, and six for Fuller on Josh's side. So a slight edge there, sixteen to fourteen. And this matchup, it was it was close, Owen. Um, just one twenty six for Josh to one thirty four for Tavo. Some big playoff implications here in terms of seeding. Josh is going to move to five and five. Tavo six and four. Yeah, and this was all I would say really on the back of Rojo and his extremely amazing run that I think one of the best runs of the year so far was it 90, 90 something yards, yards? yeah the, I mean I would say second best to well I guess it was better second best was Nick Chubbs except it didn't go for the touchdown uh but you know 
hey, Ronald Jones did the job. And, and what's would, unfortunate for Josh, sorry to cut you off, Owen, what's unfortunate for Josh is that he texted me in the start of the morning that he wanted oh, to start yeah. Deontay Johnson, but got That's caught up at work, did not start Deontay Johnson, but that would have gave him the edge and the victory. One other thing uh, is the $75 fab man in Mike Davis only <laughs> got him seven points this week. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he kept trying to trade him to me too. You know that? Really? Even after the, the, the purchase? Mm-hmm. Dang. I guess I'm the one some that dropped regret. Him. Some regret. Maybe. Um, so yeah, Josh moving to five and five, Tavo six and four, um, implanting himself firmly in the top seeds of the fantasy league. So next matchup, Owen, I'll let you run this one down for us. It is your matchup with oh. the Green Bowl Packers. Uh you coming into it four and five versus Hunter at six and three. Yeah, 5150s were looking to come into this one and get their first dub in about a month. It seems like it's been a long time since we've uh, secured a win. Uh, but the Green Bowl Packers were just a little bit too hot this week. And a final score between 95 area 5150s to 101. Uh, this one came down to just pure mismanagement on my <laughs> end. I completely collapsed. And I think, you know, honestly, like, I, I've been just s- such on a run of, like, just like trying to get what I can out of an injured squad. And this is the first first week I had where I like, oh, I have a healthy squad. I was still in the mentality of like, like let's play a safe let's play a safe game out here. And honestly, I, I don't know. I I would never in my right mind would I start, I'll tell you right now, would I start Jalen Rager, uh Miles Sanders and uh Eagles D, meaning I started three Eagles, which is against my like my beliefs to my to my <laughs> core so uh, between that between Tua and then Big Ben not starting uh, there were just so many ways where I just completely effed myself and handed Hunter a win on a, on a very down week yeah you had a chance to upset uh the, the two seed really yeah and uh just kind of going down how it went down is Tua- had you done that Owen Tava would have been in second wow wow interesting can't have that happen I just, I, yeah, this is a big drop, drop game, and uh, going down, I, I would, I would give credit to Hunter, um, like he, he put up a, a good floor team. Uh, just, just tough to see a lot of these players. He like he did not put up a good floor team. He had a hundred points. Well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty good for a floor, like as far as a floor t- squad. I mean, if you can, if you're. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Number One. Right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, for the rest of us peasants, a hundred is a decent <laughs> outgoing on on a bad week. Um, yeah, just lost by by six points, and between Nick Chubb running out of the, uh, out of bounds on the one yard line, uh, Big Ben, oh, man. like that would have been enough points to win. Tucker, like not getting a couple uh, tries at the end of the game. There, like there was just it's just yeah, Damien Harris going off all of a sudden, like. Nothing went right. Not uh, starting Big Ben. Yeah, like the, every I, I I literally mess up at every single <laughs> potential option. You had enough points. Did you have enough points to beat him on uh, your bench? It, it would have. <laughs> it was about just as good as an effort on my bench than on my starting squad. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild, man. But yeah. oh, and you're gonna be dropping to four and six, um, and Hunter moving into the. I mean, staying in this in the second spot there at seven and three, just one game back of me. Um, but again, putting up a low-scoring week and getting a win—he's getting lucky, man. Yeah, I uh, just—I'm an idiot. I'm a dunce. I'm putting the dunce cap on for the week. Um, so the final matchup that we got to get into for Week Ten is the Tillamook Teabagger Steve at two and seven versus Zach's fantasy team at four and five. And in this one, Owen, um, I can't go back for some reason. There we go. 
So in this one, we got a final score of 122 to 100 in favor of Steve, pulling out that victory there in the quarterback spot. Both of their quarterbacks did bad. Both got six <laughs> points. Uh, Drew Brees was hurt, though, so really just Carson Wentz did bad. Um, yeah. In the running back spot, Steve had good performances. He got 15 from Dalvin Cook and 21 from uh, Gibson. On Zach's side, 25 from Swift and 10 for Henderson. Swift has been really good. Now that he's in the starting role, man, I think he's a really good option as a starting running back. Um, definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. He's got me this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little worried about Swift, actually, because he's got a potential to be like a 20-point week every week, I feel. Yeah, I think he's kind of come into that first role and just ran with it. He's 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 looking like the dominant back back there. It's crazy, like when you see um, what's his name that was back there last year, Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson is irrelevant. Exactly. It's, I it's, drafted him. You know that? Wow. Yeah, I thought he was gonna actually like get some playing time, but then they picked up AP. Um, yeah. I knew that was probably not good for uh, Carry on Johnson's value, but Swift has completely taken over that role. So good find there for Zach. Hundred percent in the wide receiver spot really down week for zach here so his two stars dk metcalf and aj brown combined for just six points not what he needed yeah uh steve got 23 out of dj moore and brandon cooks combined um so slight advantage there if you can say about 15 points in the tight end spot 12 for gronk he got another touchdown only three for noah fant noah fant has been injured again i think um so not looking good there for him in the flex spot, though, this is where some more points were made up for Steve. He had Jacoby Myers catch the touchdown and Kenyon Drake go over 100 touchdown. yards. He threw it? He threw it. Oh, wow, he did. Yep. <laughs> 24 yards and a touchdown. So good on you there, Steve. No, he, he caught that, did he no, not? No, he threw it to uh, somebody else. Wow, I thought he caught that. That's yeah, funny. He was a quarterback in high school. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, only one point for Fulgham and 16 for Brandon Ayuk. He got a touchdown as well. In the kicker spot, 13 for Carlson, 10 for Blankenship, and a close matchup at 12 and 11 for the defenses. But the final score, like I said, 122 to 100. Uh, Steve's going to pull out a victory here, much needed. He's moving to 3 and 7. Zach's dropping to 4 and 6 after a very up and down season for him. Yeah, and honestly, this was a spoiler, or a spoiler game for me that I absolutely needed. I needed to kind of keep Zach away from from my team and uh swoosh came not swoosh uh Steven came up with the the big win this week I think uh he has some questionable starts but uh managed to pull away a good good dub yeah as man he, if he could not start Carson Wentz anymore he'll be in a good spot yeah. Carson Wentz I want to look at his points all year long they're they're bad right they've been eh, he's, actually, he's actually like, like a top season, 10 he's actually pretty good yeah. um he is quarterback 15 right now so pretty wow. middle of the road but I mean there's better options. Out it's there. tough having to do a spot start every week. Like if you're trying to pick between quarterbacks, I know Christian's familiar with this issue, having to pick between two good options. Like it's tough to pick the right one. Yeah. That's what um, I did with two and Ben. Very true. So Owen podcast, pick em update here. We got you getting only one correct this week. That is the pick of Steve, uh, moving your total to 22. Hey. Uh, I got three right this week. I picked Tavo Hunter and myself to win. I'm moving up to 24, a two-game lead on you heading into week 11. Hey, the rest of the season is my this is what matters to me, and I feel like I'm on the trajectory to do a lot better. Well, we'll see, Owen. Um, so that is it for a recap this week. Owen, let us now take a look at the very important standings. Good God. Come on, tell me, tell me, tell me. And I do know where you stand. At uh, the bottom, 
We got Diego, two and eight. In ninth place, Steve, even after a victory, uh, still in ninth, three and seven. You, Owen, however, have dropped, I think, one spot, right? One spot, yeah. Moving to four and six. In seventh place, Zach at four and six. Sixth place, Josh at five and five. Fifth, Jared at five and five. Sixth, Christian at six and four. In third, sixth, I say sixth, Christian? Fourth, Christian at six and four. I don't know what I said. In third, Tavo at six and four. Second, Hunter at seven and three, and myself atop the standings at eight and two. Um, so I have officially locked in a playoff spot, Owen. Congratulations, sir. Thank it's you. Uh, very well deserved. With you and Zach losing this week, I have a four-game lead on each of you with only three games to play. Um, can't drop past the sixth seed even if I lose out. So booked my ticket to the big dance, and I look forward to getting my gig on. What do you say? You've been pretty much the top dog all season. What are your thoughts on like how the standings are looking like and who's a threat to you right now? I think my biggest threats are Tavo and Christian. Ooh. Um, I think those two are the two sleeper teams, the dark horses, if you would say. I think they both got good rosters um, pretty much up and down. They're pretty, pretty solid. Uh, I think Hunter's team is that's a big faker. Oh, I think it's a big faker, man. They've been low scoring pretty much all year. Only a couple really good weeks, um, but mostly have gotten lucky. Like there are a couple swings from being like four and six. I mean, I can I totally say the same thing about my team, but hey, everyone (laughs) swung the opposite way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Owen, something important here to note is that you are the lowest scoring team in the league. Yeah, I'd like to note that. Yeah, no, it's and I, I, I totally feel that way. Like it definitely seems like this has been a very disappointing output, uh, season, season long disappointment, and uh, for me, it, it's just hey, I can't think about what has been. I'm totally 100% bought into what is going to be the rest of my team, the rest of the season. And with you being one game back of Josh and Jared, um, you're going to need losses from both of them this week. And yeah. then I, you'll probably need to win out, realistically. That's exactly where my headspace is going the rest of the way. And uh, good God, it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, you might even you might need one of them to drop two games. So you probably need Josh and Jared to drop two of the next three, or Josh or Jared to drop two of the next three, and you need to win out. Um, because having the that point differential not be in your favor is going to it could potentially keep you out of playoffs if both those teams put together some wins. So um, you're gonna need a little bit of help, but you could definitely still make it. Zach is kind of in the same boat. Steve uh, two games back, Diego three games back, essentially eliminated. Um, uh, yeah, it's tough. Diego's season might already be over. Yeah. If he doesn't win this week, it's for sure the, over. The ten but inch nails he's already about. yeah the ten inch. <laughs> Uh, you know, that Christian's <laughs> driving into Diego, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Owen, you're going to need a little help, but you could definitely still do it. Uh, the seeds are looking pretty good right now. We got Tavo, Christian, Jared, and Josh in those not bye weeks. Me and Hunter right now in the bye week spots. But with Hunter and Tavo and Christian only being one game apart, definitely could see that kind of flip flop as well. Yeah. And, and like you said, like lowest team in the league for myself. It's going to be hard to, to do anything unless I put out 200 points a game. <laughs> I, I just got a straight-up win out, and I think there's a lot of teams that got to just be in the same mentality going forward. Like, you're, A lot of teams are control are controlling their own destiny, and uh, we've got three more games that are going to tell the tale the rest of the playoffs. So yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, so that's it for all of our standings. Owen, we got a Team of the Week interview this week. Uh, First-time guest, never been heard from before on this show, myself. 
Wow. Hey, congratulations. I, I have been heard from. I mean, well, it's, it's impressive. I think if we ever had a uh, man, like if we ever thought about like writing down who actually and how many times won yeah. it every week. I think this is it's probably my, a record. I think this is my fourth or fifth. I don't know. I'd say it's probably a record for a season. Maybe. Christian was on it a lot last year, I feel. Oh, I don't yeah. know, though. But regardless, man, team of the week interview. I'm feeling good, Owen. Yeah, talk to me. What do you Big bounce back week. So I I lost last week to Josh in a close matchup. Um, Definitely needed to be kind of uh, re-humbled a bit, if you could say. Hmm. So my team was maybe feeling a little confident, you know. They they kind of saw Josh's team on the schedule, and they were like, eh, no big deal. But it turned out it was a big deal. We caught a loss for the first time in seven weeks. Um, Jesus. had, (laughs) Had to bounce back this week, though, in a crucial matchup. That is going to keep me atop the standings, man. I needed a win. I was playing Jared, a very good team. Um, it was coming into it five and four, so he was just, I think, in the three seed, four seed, something like that. So I needed a win for sure. If I win, I locked in a playoff spot, and my team absolutely performed and got me that uh, very crucial win in week ten. So I'm feeling good about what my team has. I I've known that it's a good team. It's mostly on the back of drafts, seeing as nobody will trade me. Um, so. Overall, I, I feel confident that I can secure a bye week, and that's that's what my goal has been. Um, if I had the bye week last year, like I said, I would have been in the championship. I would have been in a much better spot. I'm hoping that can be kind of the same as this year, and if I get the bye, it could be an easier walk into that very important championship game. Yeah, the thing is right now, it's I mean, you're as close as a lock to it, but... Man, just getting to any level of the playoffs is so difficult, and then to advance, it's it's sometimes it feels like a toss up. Like you just yeah, it you is, never know. it is, and that's that's what's so great about fantasy football is it's any given Sunday, just like real yeah. football. Doesn't matter if you're an underdog, the favorite, like it, anything can happen. So just getting that extra week of safety, it it can be crucial. Yeah, to be able to just watch, like just have a week to just watch while. Like four teams are just stressing, <laughs> like pulling their hair out, and just watch. Like no, no matter what happens, I'm on to the next. Yep. So good luck with that, sir. I mean, just like man, it's it's been a while since we had a team been like be, being able to secure it so pretty much early on in the season, and uh, with how competitive this league has been. You said Tavo, was it Tavo and Swoosh are, are, are contenders right now? Yeah. But how do you how do you see this league panning out? Like, I mean, I I still think we haven't seen the final the final uh, six yet in this uh, playoff standing. Man, you're hoping, right? I mean, yeah, I'm <laughs> wishful thinking here. Um, yeah, I honestly I see the playoff standings. In my opinion, they're gonna stay the same. Oh, it'll be the same six teams. I think they'll fluctuate, but I think those six teams are going to be the ones making playoffs this season. Um, but. I don't know. I like I said, I'm just focused on one week at a time right now. I need to win this week to secure a bye. Uh, if I can do that, I'll feel good. I think I can secure a bye. I would. I would assume so. Eh, it might be with two more games after that. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, if you want to look at the rest of the season, I don't know what the record is for most wins in a season, but my personal record is eleven and three, or ten and three, eleven and three, one of the two. Ten I had three losses, so. If I can stay under that, that could be the record for myself. Don't know if it is for the league as a whole, but just getting two losses. If I could, if I could win these next couple games, then I'm going to be feeling very good about my chances in the playoffs. So, like I said, Owen, overall feeling good. I, I one last question for this uh, Mr. Team of the Week. 
out of all the teams, though, that are potentially going to the toilet bowl, who do you want to see lose or win the toilet bowl or lose the toilet bowl? Who, who, do, who do you want to be last? Who do I want to be last? Yes. I mean, I don't want who do you think is most, to be last. Who, well, who, who do, I think would be the worst dancer, who, do, who would I think would be you? I mean, <laughs> I, these hips don't lie. I mean, all right. Uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, who do you think is most deserving of the Toilet Bowl championship? I think it's you, Owen. God, there's no way I'm... I'm Your lo- roster management, in my opinion, has just been so bad this season. This season? The season! How is that... I mean, I've had to deal with so many... Oh, and people lie, numbers don't. You're the lowest scoring team week after week. You're barely scoring 100. You've been on a massive slide. Do you, have you seen the just the my, my whole team has just been decimated this whole I, year? I know they have, but it's how you've rebounded from those injuries that has been unideal, in my opinion. But prove me wrong, Owen. I, I don't I'm, know. I'm not an expert. I'm just eight and two. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, I, this is how I had this is the same spot I was in last year. And I, I feel even better than last year. I'll tell you that much. All right. Well, hopefully it plays out for you. But that is it for our Team of the Week interview, Owen. Let's now bring in the very important Week 11 preview. Oh, shit. Time to get dumbass hyped right now. Okay, so Owen, week 11 on the board here. Very important matchups. We'll start right up at the top here. Myself, the Golden Yetis, 8-2 versus Zach's fantasy team. The matchup, the Battle of the Zacks, part two. Battle of the Zacks, (laughs) part two. I've been so excited for this one. We got myself, 8-2, Zach, 4-6. Right now, an early favorite is myself. Uh, Be about 140 to 127. Uh, looking like the quarterback spots are going to be close here. We got Mahomes versus Watson in the running back spot. Kamara and Geo versus DeAndre Swift and Daryl Henderson in the wide receiver spot. Thursday night matchup, DeAndre Hopkins versus DK Metcalf. Robbie Anderson versus AJ Brown. Mark Andrews versus Gronk. Cooper Cup and Kareem Hunt versus Lamb and Davis. And Owen, like I said, early favorite is myself. But this one, probably going to be a close one uh, with Mahomes just probably going to score like 45 points yeah it's looking like if there's a defense for him to throw against we'll see how the whole COVID situation goes but I, I mean man it's a good one this is a, a a nail biter a little closer than I think you're gonna be comfortable with what how say you I say I'm getting a win oh. I'm just gonna put it right up at the top I think I'm gonna get a win um I just feel that way every week Owen. I'm never gonna pick against myself and you know that but I think I've got I've got great running backs. I know Robbie, or not Robbie, uh, uh, Diggs is on a bye this week, so that'll hurt a little bit. But if I can fill in those points just just a bit there and get enough of an edge, I think I definitely will be able to lock it in with my flexes. I, I believe they're better flexes than Lamb and Davis, and I think that'll kind of be the, uh, the game changer there for well, my team. One thing I would say about Zach's team that I think is a hindrance for him is like, the fact that he starts both the the Tennessee wide receivers in AJ Brown and Corey Davis, I, I it's a good strategy. I mean, considering like you know he got right now, um, it's hard to you know want to start Curtis Samuel or yeah, or Landry. he's got Ayuk on a buy. I think that's the main reason. Yeah, and then Fulgram, he's kind of kind of fading into the background a little bit there in, in Philly, so it's tough. But I think that's 
a move that he should have tried and impressed to to get away from those dual receivers in Tennessee, especially with them being a little shaky past couple of weeks. Yeah, and for Zach, this matchup's very important. If he wants to have a chance at playoffs, he's got to win it. Yep. Um, but, Owen, oh, I'm picking myself. What say you? I'm going to pick you as well, only because I, I, I kind of need you to do to, to win. To win. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Uh, man, it's it's close out here. So, no hard feelings, Zach. I think you got a good squad. But uh, yeah, if Mahomes goes off and Watson doesn't, that could definitely uh, sway in Zach's favor, and I wouldn't be surprised if he won based on that. Yeah, one other thing I would say to keep a lookout for for um, either Robbie Anderson or um, who was it, Curtis Samuel, is the health of uh, Teddy Bridgewater right now. Yeah, because he's a little shaky. If Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play, uh, I'm definitely playing my newly acquired Colts receiver that I cannot think of the name. Michael of at Pittman. This moment. Michael Pittman. Yep. Yep, I, I, I like that as well. I think that's a good... Um, Could be a good pivot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the next matchup, oh, and we got the Sanger Slide Dogs, Josh at 5-5 five and five versus the Wuhan Tiger Kings, Diego at 2-8. and eight. Oh, and kind of run this one down for us. Um, we got Diego, the early favorite, to win 131-122. to 122. Looks like Josh is missing a running back, though. He'll plug in Pollard, probably. So the, the score will be about the same, to be honest, with 130-130. to 130. We'll, we'll call it... Really, really close. So, yeah. what do you think? Um, right now, I just it's it's hard to side with Diego right now on about anything. I've picked in the last <laughs> two weeks, man, and yeah. it's, it's burned me. I couldn't. I wouldn't do it. I would not recommend it this week. Uh, even though it's what I need, I think Josh is able to carry this one away uh, pretty easily. Only with the fact that I just don't know what you're going to get out of Zeke anymore. Like I, I just don't. I don't know if he is a top five running back. Uh, even with Dalton coming back in that situation against Minnesota. Tyler Lockett has been so hit or miss, and now the fact that he's questionable makes me just kind of scared to even start him this week. So we'll see how that works tonight. Uh, and then his newly acquired Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is going to be... And Balage. Yeah. And, and, and Evans. So Diego's got a whole new team coming into this week, maybe trying to make some moves. Yeah, I had to pull the old you know carpet underneath them or pull the rug out underneath them, uh, <laughs> I guess, tactic. But... I just I don't think it's enough to overcome what what Josh has going on uh, between whichever side of Clyde Edwards Alaire we see. Um, I just like well you know now that I think about it Rogers against Indianapolis. What do you think about that? I think he's going to be a top ten option. So I think he's I think he's a lock. Aaron Rodgers is just too good. Doesn't matter the matchup yeah. in my opinion. Well I I know we kind of didn't mention it but we got some uh, some low key breaking uh, news uh, from sleepers. Uh, we had Noah Fant come back to practice today, and Devonte Adams for a second straight day is not practicing. So going against that Colts defense without Devonte, maybe or at least a hindered Devonte, yeah, that could be trouble. So, so I'm, so I'm going to take Josh. Said, oh, you're going to take Josh. Take All Josh. Right, yeah, I'm taking Josh as well. Um, I think Tyreek Hill is going to be the biggest factor here. I see him going for probably 30 fantasy points. That's what I'm going to guess there. Oh, um, wow. So I will take Josh. Uh, you're taking Josh as well. So we're going to split on that which we kind of expected. I mean, I can't pick Diego anymore, man. I picked him two weeks, and he's lost me both of them. So, sorry, Diego. I do wish you luck, though. Um, and I want you to win, man. I, I, I do, too. I don't like to see Diego 2-8. and eight. I need him to win. I would like to see him win. Like I, I know last week I kind of questioned his heart in the game, and <laughs> he made some moves, but I still question his heart in the game. So, <laughs> I don't know. 
the next matchup here, we got the Calabasas Kids. Tava with 6-4 and four versus the Area 5150s. You, Owen, at 4-6. and six. Owen, give us the details of this matchup and what you think is the outcome. Hey, I'm about ready to go to war right now for the rest of the season against the whole whole league i'm declaring it right now i'm declaring war against the rest of the league you better declare war against that projection bar because it's got you losing 90 percent to 10 <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm down two players but um oh. yeah i mean i i think i think i like i really do like my squad moving forward i think that i prepared my team to 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 win out because it's exactly what i feel like i gotta do this season and in this matchup against tavo um it's it's projected right now 110 to 143 and uh definitely going with big ben this week against joe burrow who's facing washington in that defensive line who's looked a little bit better this week miles sanders and nick chubb going against todd Gurley and derrick henry uh got chase clay good running back battle there yeah that one's gonna be interesting to watch i know he uh Tava was putting up todd Gurley on the, on the trade block pretty heavy this week so i'm not sure if he is too confident in that matchup this week uh, but we do got in the wide receiver positions Chase Claypool and potentially Jalen Rager. We'll see against Justin Jefferson and Tyler Boyd. Uh, newly acquired Hunter Henry going against the Jets versus the the only really option in tight end Travis Kelsey. And then uh, Damian Harris is going to be probably my flex going against Rojo, which to me is going to be an interesting uh, flex battle right there to, to keep an eye out. And then uh, newly acquired Ryan Sykup for my trade going against uh, Joey Sly. You're going to start uh, Naheem Hines? Uh, yeah, Naheem Hines is going to be playing this week, I, I'm pretty sure. So I'm probably going to be starting him. And depending on the health of Galladay and, uh, and how that looks, I'm probably going to be starting him. So... Uh, and as well, can't forget my Dolphins defense going against Denver. So, I mean, you tell me, what what do you see? You obviously have some doubt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to pick Tavo. Oh, okay. All right. I think it's a safe bet. Uh, just looking up and down his team, they look more uh, more solid to me, perhaps. Like, I think a lower floor or a higher floor than your team has. Okay. Um, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Because I know we've got some tough running back matchups for his team with Gurley going against the Saints and Derrick Henry going against the Ravens. Uh, but I think Kelsey's going to be a big factor there. And, man, the more I look at it, though, I don't really believe Ronald Jones is going to have a good week either. This one could be... I think it'll be very close, Owen, but I will give I will give Tavo the victory here just by a slight edge. Um, also, since you're picking yourself, I assume uh, we can split on this one and make it a little interesting. I mean, if, it depends on how much water I'm trying to get thrown on me at the end of this year, so I don't know. But I, I will take myself this this week against uh, Tavo. And, yeah, uh, and like I said, I think it'll be a close one. Um, if your team can put up a good ceiling performance, I think you've definitely got a chance. Uh, Tavo's team has been good, so you're going to need all the help you can get. But this week, you're going to need a win, and you need Tavo to lose. I also need Tavo to lose. Let's make it happen. Uh, so next matchup up, we got the U Fork Money Bags Christian at six and four versus the Green Bowl Packers Hunter at seven and three. This one got huge playoff implications, oh, so man. the winner of this one could thrust themselves if it's Christian into the two spot, uh, could potentially drop Hunter out of the two spot. So going to be very very interesting to see how this one plays out. But crucial, the crucial. Early game. projections have it just as close as we predict, one thirty six to one thirty three. The quarterback spot, we got Lamar Jackson facing off against Russell Wilson. Running backs James Robinson and J.D. McKissick versus James Conner and Melvin Gordon. In the wide receiver spot, we got them birds Julio <laughs> versus A. Boom and Fuck Mayock, Antonio Brown versus uh, uh, Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen. So four very good wide receivers there. 
in the tight end spot, uh, Darren Waller versus uh, nobody. Darren Waller. I got Darren Waller versus Evan Ingram right now, but he's no, on a he's bye. He's on a bye. He's got nobody. So, he's, wow. Nobody on his flexes either. So, this, wow, that could definitely give the edge to Christian. Hunter better make a move quick. In the wide receiver flex spot, not wide receiver, in the flex spot, we got Duke Johnson and uh, Salvin Ahmed, Salvin Ahmed uh, versus Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin. Um, Owen, the early projections, like I said, in favor of Hunter, once he plugs in a tight end, it'll be a little bit more of an advantage. Uh, but looking at those teams there, I think it's going to be very close and very interesting. Yeah, this one, man, matchup of the week for me right here between Swoosh and, and Hunter. Uh, like I said, the implications are massive. I think biggest matchup of the week. Um, but it, I just don't know what Lamar Jackson we're going to see, to be honest, against Tennessee. And it's, I'm looking at that weather in that game. It's going to rain. Really? Yep, that's what the that's what the sleeper app says. Uh-oh. Well, um that that makes it even more questionable. Uh I just I know Lamar and then newly acquired James Robinson. Lamar. Like I like that if it, everything goes to plan, but I JD McKissick, Julio, yeah, he's been playing a lot better, but who knows. But the biggest thing I wanted to mention is Antonio Brown. I did hear that a, a, like what was it? About 2 days ago, 2-3 days ago that he was there was not a charge, but uh, yeah, some there was an incident dropped. with him that was before he was picked up by the Buccaneers. Um, he like threw something at somebody. I don't know. Did some Antonio Brown shit. Yeah, but he's uh, back. In- according to his uh, sleeper profile, it will not imp- in fact uh, have any impact on his availability for the Buccaneers. There will be no criminal charges being pressed, and therefore the league cannot um, suspend him for anything. So he should be good mm-hmm. to go. Uh, you're talking about the incident with the the security guard, right? Yes. In the camera. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He should be good to go in terms of that. But if those charges do come uh, for Antonio Brown at some point, or if the league decides to maybe give him a penalty for that, uh, we could see Christian's team take a hit there, especially after trading Mike Evans. But this week, Owen, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Hunter. Interesting. Why? Why is that? Why is um, that? The the reason I'm going to pick Hunter is because he's got the flexes of Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin. Um, I think those guys both they both have good matchups. I think they're both locks for uh, a massive amount of targets. Even if Drew Brees is out, I mean you have to target Michael Thomas. He's your best receiver. I think that's what Jameis would do. Um, and then having Keenan Allen play the Jets, I think is a good one. And just overall, I think he's going to have a slight edge there. And with Lamar playing Tennessee in the rain, that is not as good as Russell Wilson against Arizona. So right. I think that's going to be the kind of the difference is those factors there. Um, I'm giving it to Hunter though. I am going to actually take swoosh. And this one to me is going to be, I mean, this one's a toss up. I don't really know who's going to win. It's going to be very, very, I actually think swoosh has got this one pretty strong handedly. Um, and I think we have Russell Wilson right off the bat. You're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Great quarterback. But the past three weeks has thrown almost 10 interceptions. Yeah. And he has not performed well because he's having to do so much for that offense. Maybe I'm just being optimistic, though, for myself because I need Christian to lose to lock in a bye week. So maybe that's yeah. what it is. I mean, like, I, I'm just trying to see the silver lining, you know? That, but Christian definitely has a good chance of winning. I mean, betting against him last week was not good for me. Um, Christian's the, team's good. The upgrades that he made this week with that trade is just what does it for me right there, the James yeah. Robinson. And then as well... The questionable Devontae Adams right now. I don't like that's going to be huge for for Hunter. That guy is not necessarily dependent, but he looks for a lot of points that direction to get him over these type of matchups, which I don't think he's going to get. So give me swoosh. 
All right. Well, lock it in, Hunter and Christian. Um, the final matchup of the week: the Tillamook Teabagger Steve at three and seven versus Team Murray up in weight. Jared at five and five. Early projections in this one got Jared winning one thirty-eight to one thirty-one. Um, we got Kyler versus Matt Ryan, Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs versus Cook and Gibson in the wide receiver spot, Robert Woods and Chris Godwin versus DJ Moore and Brandon Cooks tight ends. We got Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson in the flexes. We got Ridley and Kirk for Jared and Steve has Myers and Drake. So Owen early projection, like I said, has Jared winning. What say you about this matchup? Well, I would love to have Steven be a huge upset winner again. But I don't know. I just this one seems like it's going to be a little bit too too hot to handle for uh, Steve. And I know Jared needs a win in a bad way. So I see that he did put Calvin Ridley in his flex. Um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, who knows how if he's going to start um, this week? But um, I like the I like his team. Like Kyler Murray, like you said against Seattle tonight is going to be huge. And I think he might might make some adjustments from there, uh, depending on how Kirk, uh, Kyler Murray does. But I mean, Josh Jacobs and, and Aaron Jones right there does it for me. That that that's massive. That's a huge running back powerhouse right there. And then uh, Hawkinson, Godwin, Woods. I like I like Jared. <laughs> Give me Jared in this one. Yeah, and I think that's smart. Um, man, I'm torn on this one because Steve's team. I like his running backs a lot. Usually when I'm torn on on a matchup with Steve, he tends to win those ones because. Yeah, whatever philosophy he's got like if it's close enough he's gonna win it Mm, it's very interesting uh i'm gonna take jared too though i think yeah i'm gonna take jared um i think it's just the safer bet Mm -hmm. and being five and five i mean he's needing a win this week so maybe his team feels that energy and they put up good numbers for him so i'll take jared you're taking jared as well yeah one question for steven though do you do we see lev bell in, in the mix at all in here, I mean, we've got Kenyon Drake. At this point, you can't. The man, Myers. he's playing like a 30% snap share at this point. There's no way you can plug him in your lineup and feel yeah. good about it. Yeah, that's tough. Right, good luck to you, though, Steve. I kind of need you to win, so do your thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that is it for our show this week, Owen. Very crucial man. week 11 on the board here. Look forward to seeing how it plays out. We've got some playoff implications that are going to be coming into the fold here. Um, but good luck on all your matchups. And we will talk to you next week.